You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene Johnson. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Fargo After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Fargo After Show. Good evening, AfterBuzzers. We are here talking Fargo Season 1, Episode 10, titled Martin's Fork. I am... Can we turn this freaking music down? Jesus Christ. Hello. 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 Um, I am your host for the evening, David Schipolitti, joined by the lovely Jillian Left. Hi, guys. Jumping back in, JB Zimmerman. Thank Hello. you for joining us. Happy to be here again. And Sarah Huggins, my favorite redhead. Hi. It's, it's finally over. It's finally done. We are vindicated. I, I mean, that. I don't know if we really were, but how did you guys feel about overall the finale episode? Well, I do have to say that if you look back in our previous after shows, mm-hmm. I did in fact call that Gus would eventually be the hero. So are you? Did you? I did. I, yeah. really? wow. I did. Hell of a prediction. That well, is. Yes. I said because he, you know, he got the mailman job. He was. Just, you know, the average man. Mm-hmm. And he still had more work to do. I knew as soon as he was looking at the board, after he saw Lorne in the red car as he was trying to figure something out, it lit a fire under him. Hmm. Just got the rage brewing. Yeah. But totally. does that make you think the finale overall was good? Mm. Because you were right? I liked the <laughs> No, 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 no. I liked the finale. I did. I personally liked the finale. I liked that it was an hour and a half long. It was mm-hmm. like the, it was exactly like the movie. I mean, look, we see the end of the finale and it's them in a living room watching TV. The end of the movie was the, you know, the cop and her husband in bed watching TV. Right. You know, at the end of the day, it's just another day. Right. Yeah, justice has been served and, you know, ev- everyone got what they deserved and that's what I appreciated because I did want Lester to die as well. Right. But at the end of the day, also the Coen brothers always tell stories about regular people mm-hmm. and these are their regular lives. Right. So I guess... How did you guys yes, feel about yes. it? Yes. Yeah. I liked the, the finale as well. I thought... I mean, it didn't really come to a close as I'd hoped. Were you was, hoping for like an explosive ending? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, some things exploded and some things didn't. Were you hoping for fewer dead people? Actually, I was hoping for the other people to die. I don't know. I got, I've got. i been sort of in an anti-hero age as of mm. late. I feel like it's sort you of a trend. You wanted Molly dead. Um, you can say yeah. it. This is a safe I mean, space. Eh, I, I would have rather her... Um, Lost in some way. I don't know. That sounds bad. Okay. She's a you know a no, to I mean, be I mom. But I don't think it sounds bad personally. I I think it would have been very interesting to see Molly go down a different path and maybe not have you know Lauren die or maybe not have Lester die or maybe you know I don't know. There's always two sides to the coin. Sarah? I just didn't like how cut and dry it was. I felt like yes, it ended like the movie. Okay, but I would have. I wanted something more. I wanted like a 
I wanted more carnage. I wanted, I know it might be an unpopular opinion, but yeah, I wanted like some like explosive death scene or like everybody dies. I think I would have been more satisfied with that. Well, almost everybody did die, but let's jump into... Not almost everybody. There was a lot of people left living. Yeah. Not a lot. I mean, there were, yes, there are people that were left living. I just thought everything happened a little too clean for me. Okay. And I was, like, at the end, I was like, eh. Yes, I mean, the people that did survive were sort of all on that good side. Yeah, they were all on the same side, for the most part. Let's jump into the episode, okay? (laughs) We we started off with the episode. There was, you know, the camera was panning over a snowmobile. Is that what it was? The ice hole. And the ice hole. Not to be confused with an asshole. <laughs> oh my. Um, oh, an ice no hole. No bathroom scenes. No bathroom scenes. No potty scenes. Oh yes, yes, yes there was. Lester was in the bathroom with the guns. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. One. Anyway. Anyway. We did. So you know we're panning over the the turned over snowmobile, and then we pan through. You know, over the ice hole and then through the ice hole to Lester, what I like to call at a crossroads. Mm. You know, he has a decision to make. He's in the car. He's just seen his wife die. Right. Get shot. And he, yes. And we need, he needs to make a decision. And he makes the wrong decision because he doesn't fully clean up all of the evidence. You know, he, he does not take the tickets out of. Her jacket. Well, he forgets about them. So he goes yeah. in, right? He gets his passports or he puts them back. Or what is, I don't know what uh, he's no, doing No, he actually safe. just takes his car keys and he puts it yeah. on the keys that were in her hand. So it right. looks like she was driving. No, I know that. But he did open the safe. And then, and then he, thought about something and then put his keys. It was the Lauren flashback that he was having yeah. throughout the yes. whole episode. The yes. elevator scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he goes to lose and creates sort of a... Alibi. An alibi. Okay, you seemed... <laughs> You just now, like, you were perturbed by his alibi. I just think that... I thought it was genius. I didn't. I, w- I didn't think it was believable. Yeah. Especially because the what guy's a cop. You, JB? I thought it was both. I mean, he obviously didn't f- think of everything, so it's sort of a classic I Lester think- move where he tries to be smart and inevitably f- forget something. I just think that... <sighs> It wouldn't have mattered why I was rolling my eyes was because mm-hmm. I don't think even if like he had taken the tickets, I don't think that that would have mattered. Like that wasn't what implicated him and like ended up implicating him later. Mm-hmm. No, tickets. it wasn't. But I thought that his idea of like, you know, yes, it's his second wife that just died a year later after right. they got married. Not- but he had the, f- the foresight to go create a very believable alibi, you know, getting dropped off, whatever, going to lose to get grilled cheese and ginger ale. He's just like a little skittish. Well, it's because... For my taste. I mean... Again. He murdered his wife. His first like, one. can we all... No. And his, his second, second one. one. Okay, yeah, so I yes, think we can all agree. He her, her death. Exactly. So he knew, exa- he knew what was happening, and he knew that he had to, again, in his manic, crazy mumbo-jumbo of a mind, he mm-hmm. knew that he had to create a place for himself where he thought he was going to be okay. This time around, though, he did a lot better of a job than the first time. Right. Well, yeah, because he didn't have Lauren to call. Right. Yes, and he's salesman of the year now, so yeah. he's got a little <laughs> yeah. bit more experience. Yeah. <laughs> now he's just a sneaky bastard, oh, so God. he knows what he's doing. <laughs> um, but he, he calls in here mm. saying that he heard gunshots. Apparently no one else heard gunshots. Right. Uh, but he calls them in, and the police come. Now, 
I was sitting there watching, right? And he... <sighs> I got a little mad because he was he's not even phased by this murder. Yeah. And it just goes to show you the type of man that he's become over the past year. After right. everything that's happened, you know, all the this stuff that he's done and the things that he's seen, he is not even phased by the fact that his wife just got shot. He didn't, like, flinch. He didn't blink. Nothing. He was more nervous about Lauren. He's more nervous about Lauren and getting caught. Yeah. Was it, like, did you guys feel like that was the reaction that he gave? Because when he was sitting in the car, he was panting, not because of what just happened, but yeah. because Lauren is on the loose. Absolutely. I think it, it was evident in the last episode that he, you know, that's consumed his entire mind, and he's not able to let that go. Even when he had come so far success-wise and with everything, he had a new wife, new job that he was obviously killing at, uh, no pun intended. <laughs> um, you know, he still has that itch to scratch, and it's, it's Lauren always haunting him. You know, he could have just let him go by, and everything would have been fine, but he had to scratch it. He had to, like, turn that rock over, and it ended up, you know, spiraling out of control. But he's become such a good actor, over this past year. I mean, yeah. maybe being salesman of the year has helped. It gave him like, you know, the confidence boost. And he mm -hmm. when the police come in and he runs into his office, he's like freaking out and he's crying and he's like, right. I need to say goodbye to her and <laughs> I thought he was gonna just like throw himself on her body. I was like, expecting that I as well, have... personally. Yeah, I wish that's how it would have been. I mean he's again, it's like very reflective of Lauren's behavior. It's sort of Lester has turned into Lauren in a sense. Where oh, he's interesting, he's always doing something that is going to benefit himself, and he's always looking one step ahead of everyone. And this is just this has evolved ever since Lester. I really think m met the second wife, or the second wife came on to him, mm. and he realized that he had a little bit more confidence, right? Um, and also all of the crimes he's committed thus far. I mean, and really, would would yeah. old Lester have set the bear trap in the bedroom? And then no. faked a phone call. No, no, he wouldn't have done that. Well, that's true. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah, so he's definitely starting to think more moves ahead, but he doesn't have a down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 because Clearly. he does forget the tickets in yeah. her pocket. Well, and I love how Molly. The, she just sees the jacket right away, and she was like, "Hmm, all right." That's <laughs> Lester. Like, yeah, she's like, "I know something's up." Well, he gets taken into the police station. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> wow. We're getting taken into the police station <laughs> for studios because we have said something in incorrect. I'm just kidding. We're all okay. I don't know. We're, we're fine. Alarms are going off. It's cool. <laughs> um, he gets taken into the police station where he's going to get questioned by the FBI men that we've seen. But Lauren is back in a cabin listening to the police scanner. Mm -hmm. So we see him packing up some items and he goes. he also goes to the police station. I, I love what he ends up doing. I mean, were you guys expecting at all for him to impersonate an FBI agent? I did not see that coming. No, no I me neither. I had no idea what he he broke. He breaks into a car and he steals a book, and I had no idea what he took. <laughs> yeah. Did you say oh, it's a Bible? That wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought it was a Bible. Um, I'm not sure which book it was. We never got a real good look. No, at the cover. it was right. just a but, notebook or something. I, I, was oh, it their man. badge? I have no idea. But it had it had the corresponding number. Right, someone's the number. Code, the FBI yes. um, telephone code, and obviously Lauren knew exactly where to look for it. Well, yeah, and he calls the police station first to get their names, mm -hmm. and then calls the FBI mm -hmm. to call them off. 
because Molly has got this uh, this plan to catch Lauren because she knows that he's back in town and she's set up this sort of bait. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bait and switch. Bait and switch? No, no not a bait. No not a bait and switch. Uh, just some bait. Just some bait. Yeah. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> to catch him. Um, because she finds out through her father, who says that he sees a man come into the coffee shop to and is asking about Lester, and it sort of just slips his mind until mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So then she realizes that Lauren is back in town. Mm-hmm. Um, which was sort of like a little exciting moment. And he says to her, you have two ways to look at it when they're talking about, I don't know who they're talking about. They could be talking about Lester or Lauren. Either way, he says there's two ways to look at it. You either have him or you don't. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was, you know, very wise of him to tell her. Well, he's been through some stuff. He yeah. has been through some stuff. He's a good yeah. man. He's so know, wise. We still don't know what happened in 79. I No clue. Um, no idea. Hey. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Predictions next <laughs> yeah. season. Yeah. Minnesota, 1979. Oh, gosh. Um, and it's all about Lou. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he tells her that he's going to go sit on the front porch. Right, with a shotgun. With a shotgun and take care of his grandbaby. Because mm-hmm. she's going to be there all night, which was Very just sweet. adorable. Yeah. And he goes through with that promise. Yeah. He yeah. delivers. He does deliver. They had some cute little bonding moments. <laughs> I wonder how how long he was up though. It seemed like several days that yeah. it was the stakeout. Lester was in in prison for a while. Something's not right with Lou. Yeah, just Lou. Just yeah. Well, he says that he's day done fourteen it one time. house watch. <laughs> yeah, he did it one time before in, in nineteen seventy nine, where he stayed up from dusk till dawn, which mm-hmm. is like twenty four hours. Yeah, to drive a yes. person crazy. <laughs> Maybe he's not right. Maybe he never recovered. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he hasn't slept since 79. <laughs> Drinks a lot of coffee in that coffee shop. Um, but while Lester is getting questioned by the FBI, he starts getting, we get a little hint back into old Lester where he's getting all shifty and weird and he's stumbling on his words and he's like, I, I didn't do, I need, oh, and I, oh, I need a lawyer. <laughs> Wait, what was he like? Yeah. Exactly Again. like that. You can't get and his words scene. out and seen. Um, but he's sort of lost his confidence. Mm-hmm. And he's asking for Lauren. He's like, he's, I'm not saying anything. You can't keep me here all night. Right. So they do decide to let him go. And Well, they, they can keep him for what? Is it 24 hours? You're allowed to hold people for 24, 48? Does anyone know? For Who's been arrested? I believe it's 24 hours. Okay. I believe confidence. it's 24 hours. Well, well, we don't know JB really that well. So. <laughs> we'll have to Google it. <laughs> no one's been arrested? No. It's a shocker. We're all good. We're all, we're all upstanding we're all Americans yeah. here. Knock on wood. Knock on yeah. wood. Um, so Molly set up this search for Lauren and Gus is begging her on the phone. He's been calling her all morning and begging her to stay. And she does. And I was disappointed I was in that. She kind of stays. She does eventually leave. Well, she does, but you know, she has sort of spearheaded this whole entire thing and she's been so adamant about being there. Right. And I mean, look, she left and she went to the crime scene. Uh, you know, she didn't have to get up and do that. I just, it sort of killed me that she wasn't there. Yeah, to throw in the towel, sort of. She's but I, pregnant. I, but, but you have to understand, like, 
as a like woman, if there is something that you want, <laughs> you will do it. You know what? <laughs> Whatever it takes. If I was a woman, you know what I would want? What? Maria Menounos' new book. Oh, my gosh. Tell me about it. Why don't you tell me about it? Thank yeah, you. Yeah, so um, Marie just came out with an awesome book that is actually on the New York Times bestseller list. Good for you, uh, dear. The Every, the Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness. And the Ooh. reason why I love this book... Um, uh, is because it's laid out wonderfully. Uh-huh. Uh, Maria has awesome tips to work out. She also has great eating, uh, an eating guide. And she even teaches you how to drink beer if you're of age and eat pizza and still have abs of steel. Well, it says right there oh. how I lost 40 pounds and kept it off and how you can too. Exactly. And we've all seen Maria up close and she's, she's has a baby. Yeah, yeah. banging uh, It's clearly can, <laughs> successful. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so you can find this wherever books are sold, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, if y'all still shop there. Uh, and uh, yeah, purchase it. It's awesome. Yeah. We all own it. And uh, I'm about halfway through it. So I'll report back when I finish the entire yeah. thing. I'm excited. I just got my copy, so I'm excited. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm just yeah. in it for the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, exactly. Ripping them out. Right. Them on your wall. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. Like it's 1996? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> where were we? Um, so Molly stays. Molly stays. And Gus is on the phone and he sort of, he stops his car because he runs into what I like to call uh, Jacob the werewolf from Twilight. Oh, right. <laughs> the, first, the dire wolf. Yes, the dire wolf. <laughs> the okay. first sighting. From Game of, from Game of Thrones. Thrones. Yes. yes. Um, Hodor and Bran are <laughs> not far behind. Yeah. And he sees out of the corner of his eye the red BMW. Dun-dun-dun. Now, were you shocked when he... Because I thought he was just driving... I think we all thought he was just driving away. I thought he was driving away. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I was shocked that he pulled his car around, parked it, and started walking towards it. I didn't, I didn't think too far into it. I was like, just... I knew... It was going somewhere, so I just was hmm. following. Did you? Yeah. Interesting. If well, he sh- just drove away, it's the finale. If he just drove away again, it's like... It wouldn't shock me. Yeah. It wouldn't yeah. have surprised me if he drove away. That would fit his character more than what, exactly what he just did. Well, watching it, I definitely was guessing. I mean, I was like, sort of... They, I think they used that shot to sort of be ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Like you don't know if he is pulling in right. or, or not. Um interesting that he was hiding in that closet the whole time. I wonder well, how, yeah. how so, long that was. So <laughs> Lauren leaves. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. <laughs> I burped. Yeah. Um, I didn't do it on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and so Lauren leaves and Gus gets goes like into the cabin. Yeah. And then we don't see him for the rest of the episode. We don't see him till the end of the episode. <laughs> Whoops. Bye. Creeping bye. around. Um the next thing we see, if if I my notes are correct, Please is do. Molly and Chief Oswald yes. talking in the yes. office. Um, I was totally ready for this moment. Yeah, pretty much yeah. ever since Bob Odenkirk's character became the chief. Well, I have too, and I'm kind of shocked that it's taken him this long to realize that he should have not been chief. Isn't it so sad though? And I was thinking about this today when I was talking to my coworkers about this show. It took two FBI agents, two bumbling FBI agents, for him to see Molly for who she really is. Right. When I was right in front of his face. Which is just like, sucks. You know, you know what they say? (laughs) Being a woman. I don't think it has anything to do with her being a woman. I think it has Mm. more to do with 
him being so close to the situation that it takes an outside person coming in to be like, look at this. You're not seeing what we're seeing for him to then realize. I see that. You know how sometimes you hear the same thing over and over and over again from someone close to you and then someone outside of the situation says the same exact thing and it finally clicks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. yes. I mean, plus Bob Odenkirk, you know, he's very underplaying this role mm-hmm. and I think that his character really just sees the good. And everything, uh, you know, he just yeah. almost doesn't have the ability to see beyond that, and you know, he wants to be the cop that almost is similar to Gus, where you know maybe he should have just been a mailman. He wants to walk people with their groceries like into their house. He doesn't think that there's so much evil in the world, and I just like it, it never crosses yeah. his mind. And we don't know about Seriously. season two as far as you know, is it going to be a continuation of the storyline? Is it going to be a new storyline? But we do know that they had to remove him from the situation somehow because he right. does have Better Call Saul, uh, the Breaking Bad spinoff. Mm. I mean, everything's so up in the air about this, but I think that this was the best way that the character could have gone. Now he can sort of live his life with his... Uh, is, did he adopt that kid? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Foster, his, like yeah his foster son. Foster son. Yeah. And, you know, he can live happily ever yeah, after. He so. says that he doesn't want to... You know, sit at the fireplace and drink. He doesn't want to have to think about yeah. life. He wants a, a stack of pancakes and a V8. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I did like things. that. Things. I like that <laughs> as well. Final things in life. So Molly's going to take over when he's done, which we're all excited for her. Yeah, and she wanted from the get-go. And she deserved. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. Um, so we see then see Lorne going to, quote-unquote, buy a new car. Wait, who am I talking about? Yeah. Yeah, Lauren. That's exactly what it. I'm talking about. I had a brain fart, That's and okay. I said Lauren, and I saw someone else in my head. <laughs> At least you're getting their names right. I wrote Fine. them down. Yeah. <laughs> so that you fans out there wouldn't get mad at me for calling them <laughs> by my nicknames. I did I, I did enjoy the car scene. Um, we all thought that he was going to shoot him. Yeah, I thought right it was going to be one and there. done. Yeah. But again, like, what a brilliant idea, you know? Like, he tapes his hands to the steering wheel. What was the point of taping his hands to the steering wheel? That's what I don't I don't know. And he just tells him, this is what you're going to do. Well, I think it's because he, you know, basically imprisons him in the car. Uh Otherwise, the guy could just get up and leave, just unlock. I mean, he's in the driver's seat, so. I I guess so. I'm sure he did more than just tape his hands, because I'm pretty sure I could get out of duct tape. I mean, like, I just, like, wiggle your hands. I don't know. Duct tape. That adhesive is pretty... Well, and when they're like, oh my! I know he's being on? dirty. I know I'm being very um, dirty. Well, and when they're like, show us your hands, show us your hands. It's like they have to get close enough to the car. Oh, you're to... that, that well, because too. the car that he chose, he says yeah. to the salesman, "I like this car because it looks like one of those undercover cars." Yeah, because the front windshield is completely blacked out. Right. Yes, it's the a... limo tint, I believe. Oh, excuse oh. me, five percent, perhaps. <laughs> illegal, <laughs> illegal in Los Angeles. Yes. Okay. Ooh. Um, Nancy, why would you need that in Minnesota? Just living on the fringe. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably, even though I didn't want to see them bite the dust, it was probably my favorite scene of the finale. Yeah, it was very exciting. Very beautifully, they were very beautifully killed. They were. We're getting to my favorite yeah. scene. Shortly. Okay. Um, um, real quick before yeah. we move on, though. Um, I really liked that scene in terms of Lorne. I think he... Well, Lorne and Les are both villains, obviously. But for yes. some reason, actually a lot of reasons, I really like Lorne a lot more. I mean, he's sort of like a Walter White or a Frank Underwood where I actually root for him. 
Hmm. Um, Interesting. Pretty actively, actually, <laughs> to, to admit. Is it because um, he's a smart man and he plans out and thinks about things before he acts? Yes, yes. And all of his plans are very are things that I wouldn't have thought of. I mean, they're mm-hmm. surprising in a good way. Well, you're not um, a murderer, right? Well, <laughs> I mean, David, I don't, will you walk I in my car later? I don't know the you. <laughs> I've just met you today, so you could be a murderer. <laughs> With the, oh, I mean, the plan that he laid out is <laughs> so smart. Even when he was kind of masterminding that whole thing with the book, calling the FBI. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything is so surprising and just, you know, like, whoa, I did not think of that. I did not see, even see that coming. Well, even in his death, him, I know we'll get to it later, but him having the forethought to have tapes of everyone that he's spoken to about all the murders that he's committed... It's sort of like even if he dies, there's these tapes where you can now go find everybody else and you're looking for. And they're not under code names. No, they're, they're by their, their names. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's thought about everything. I mean, right. I think that we can also obviously commend the writing on this show because the Coen Brothers style is very specific. You know, we've seen a lot of beautiful things in this episode, mm-hmm. and I think that also a lot of the deaths have oddly been beautiful. Yeah. Um the way and, that they were shot, yeah. Yeah, and it just sort of couples with, with the writing. And, you know, we've read a lot of forums online, and people are just nuts about this show. You know, a lot of um, fans are comparing it to True Detective. Right. Uh, there's been a lot of sort of, I guess, similarities in the style. Um, this, it's obviously... Sort of storyline, probably, because they're both, you know, like... Well, they're they're searching for someone. You know, that, that was the whole, the whole point right. of it. And they have you know film actors and them yeah so i mean we can't we can't knock the writing on the show because that is something that we did really enjoy i think that the issue was the pacing sometimes and i thought that a lot of the things in this episode could have been cut down yeah agreed you know i agree i mean this just like the first episode was 90 minutes and this one was 90 minutes i don't necessarily think that we needed the full 90 minutes a lot of things happened we got a lot of extra information that we didn't necessarily need um there's there were scenes but, that went know, on like a lot of them throughout the course of the season that i was just like why is this still happening and you think like you're watching it for a reason that like something is going to happen in result of this situation and mm-hmm. then nothing does. Yes. And I get the part I, I get the point of the sort of like fluid mellow dialogue that was happening throughout the entire season. Right. But for us sitting behind this panel, you know, we just watched the show an hour and a half ago. Right. We sat through it, we walk into this room and we talk about it. So really the stuff that's sticking out in our minds is the action that happened. Right. And really not so much what happened in between or the smaller things that I feel like everyone else that has been watching the show is really truly admiring. Right. I think we watch a little bit differently. Would you agree with that? I do agree. Absolutely. I think that, I mean, like the movie, there's so many subtleties that, I mean, given that we just watched the show, we may have not picked up on. I think they're kind of throwing in little Easter eggs and little treats for people who, you know, would buy this on DVD and rewatch every episode to almost like an extreme amount. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a credit, like you were saying, to the cinematography, the writing, right. everything in the show. And I think why it's built such a following is because they spend that extra time. You know, maybe it doesn't pay off right away. Right. But maybe, you know, there is a, a, something extra for the avid fan that uh, is really... <laughs> well, I just, I think that this show is more difficult to break it down. Is. It's very difficult because there is so much that happens and we sort of do 
miss a lot of things because of the way that we watch and then jump right in. Right. Because when you're watching other things, and even with, like, American Horror Story, like, they're, I mean, which is also something we do. That's why I was comparing Mm -hmm. it. But, like, they're... Like, there were things to research beforehand. There was, like, real history that we were looking at beforehand and things like that. But there's so many things here. Like, if I had an hour before this, like, we could find out so much more. But, I mean, that's why I like when the fans chime in, though, because they do. I mean, every time we read your comments and stuff, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I missed that. Or, right. You know, yeah, or, oh, we got that yeah. wrong. Like, I, yeah. didn't even, I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think, even of, think that. of it that way. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's why I like this as an interactive experience. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. It is wonderful. I do want to jump to my favorite scene. I know I'm skipping a whole bunch of stuff, but we are running out of time here. Um, My favorite scene, when Lauren gets caught in the bear trap. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then... You freak. I knew it was going to be that. What? I knew it was going to be that. What, a bear trap? Just No, I knew it was going to be the Lauren and the bear trap scene. Oh, I knew it. it was the best scene, or slew of scenes, I would have to say, in the entire season. Okay, so explain yourself. Because yeah. I was sitting next to David, and he was really into it. I was so <laughs> into it. Okay, because... Yes! <laughs> because this entire season, okay, you both, Jillian and Sarah, know me. You, JB, do not. Um, but... This entire season, I have been less than interested in the show. I'm going to admit it. <laughs> I do not like it. I have not liked it. Mm. And this slew of scenes where Lauren gets caught in the bear trap and then he somehow gets out of it and gets in the car and then goes back to the cabin and is ripping his pants open and then re- tying a string and resetting his own bone. Like, you were like wanting to rewind it. I w- that's exactly I what I wanted to do. Yeah, because, because I it, closed my eyes and he's like, "You need to see. You this. need to Just see this." <laughs> you watch it. the bone like, pop back in oh. his leg. It was great. It was very entertaining to watch, and it was full of everything that I have been waiting for this show to give us. Well, and I love that he could have just one. annihilated the door and just you know shot up the entire thing, and he he didn't. He know? didn't. But he somehow was able to get up and get in a car and drive. I know. Crazy psycho. Which is amazing to me. Endorphins, man. Well, you know, yeah, adrenaline. True. The killers usually, they live. Exactly. I really like this scene, too. Um, Gus jumps out of the closet? Yeah, I, mean, I was surprised that Lester, you know, kind of got the better of Warren for yeah. once. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that it was a bear trap sort of reminded me of... You know, they made so many comparisons to Lauren being an animal and not mm. a man. Um, the, oh, you know, yeah. the wolf references. So I, mm-hmm. oh, I hope oh, that's yeah. that's another attempt with the writers. Maybe I'm giving them too much credit. No. But I would really like to see the episode again to see if it does line up where it's more of, you know, him being an animal. Like, he, the bear trap is such mm. a an animal trap thing that he doesn't notice. And that's sort of the only thing that he's made a, a huge uh, misstep with. And then, and then the end when he locks eyes with the wolf, and the wolf knows that Gus is in there. Mm-hmm. And exactly. Then Lauren knows that Gus is in there. There's I a lot also, of reinforcement. Yeah. When you when Lester's closing the door to his his house, he sort of has this like grin, creepy grin. Right. I loved it. I loved it too. It was great. I okay, did admit love it. it. You didn't watch the gross parts, but it was no. awesome. I mean, yeah. it, it that is. 
not how I pictured it because I couldn't have even pictured that to be his end. No. But I just loved that Gus shot and then Lauren was still fighting. He's still alive. Then he gets I shot do. in the face. I, Give it up. <laughs> I know I said it when we were watching it, but I really thought it was going to be like a Scream 1 situation. <laughs> and, if, and, if, and if you haven't seen it, the killers, I mean, they, they live and they're like alive forever. Like you think they're dead. It looks like they get shot a million times. They look like they're dead. And then all of a sudden they like grab disappear, your leg. Disappear, yeah, or something. Or disappear, yeah. yeah. And I totally thought he was going to like reach out and like grab Molly or something. Like I just... I, I wanted that to happen. <laughs> Love the Scream yeah. 1 throwback yeah, right? I know. Yeah, it's like one of my faves. Oh, it was good. It was so yeah. good. So, I, thought, I thought the tape box was going to blow up. I did too. You thought there was a, oh, a yeah. trap. This was my theory. And I mean, writers, maybe for next time, you could take this advice. <laughs> I, I was just, you know, as Lorne was always one step ahead of anyone that was trying to get him. So I thought that he was going to set a trap for right. anyone that was going after his things, you know? This is sort of a trap, though, that he's left. I mean, I guess, but we saw him, you know, string up. Remember remember when he killed the trainer? Yeah. And he strung up that entire thing and, you know, the trip wire on the lawn and it, right. it, it shot all the guns. I thought that he was more capable of doing something to surprise the people that were hunting him. And, hmm. you know, obviously the tapes were a great thing and a great thing to find. But how, like, mind-blowing would it have been if, you know, a gun went off? That's what I and wanted. And there's a pregnant and lady dead. and her husband in the room. Like, you know. Food for thought. Yeah, no, I no, I agree. That's what <laughs> I, mean, I thought and wanted to happen. Actually, yeah. I would have been more. This makes me sound like a total freak, but I would have been happier with that ending. But it's not Cohen Brothers, or maybe no, like one of them getting shot, but we don't know who it was, and then fade to black. Yeah, would have loved that. And then leaving <laughs> it at that. Yeah. As opposed to jumping to two weeks later. Yeah. Where Lester's on his. I mean, that was funny <laughs> and great. His snowmobile, and he's like trying to get to the border of Canada. But still wearing a bright red jacket. I know. He's such an idiot. And trying to outrun them. I mean, it was just hilarious. Trying to outrun the Border Patrol. It's like, oh, come on. And he falls off his snowmobile and starts running. Right. Idiot. And how and how great was it that we started the show with a frozen guy and mm-hmm. we ended the show with a frozen yeah. guy? Oh, look at that. Look Full at you. Circle. Mm-hmm. Look at you putting things together over here with your brain. <laughs> oh, jeez. You're you know so smart. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I Thank love how Molly was like, oh, well, let me know what the divers find. I was like, ugh. <laughs> well, he falls through the ice, and then we're back to the same shot, and we're back with the family watching TV. Yeah. Mm. And all is well that ends well. All is well mm-hmm. that ends well. So as a whole, I would like to know y'all's opinion on the season. Everybody knows mine. Sarah, let's start with you. I... Eh, that's my opinion. Eh. <laughs> I, I I liked some parts of it. I really I really thought that I would have just liked a better ending. I I liked I liked everything mostly except for the first and last episodes to be honest with you. I thought the first was too slow and like could have been half as long and done I mean maybe there are little easter eggs that I need to go back and find about that first one too, but I just I I liked the middle. I especially liked I think it was two episodes ago when we had the whole like jump to a year later mm-hmm. with the Vegas thing. I was like, okay, now this is like getting into something that I'm interested in, and then it just kind of, I was disappointed with the ending. So, like I said, eh. okay, very strong. Wasn't my favorite, yeah. JB, I like the show a lot. Um, you know, I, I I hear what you're saying, and I yeah. I definitely there's 
places where I agree a lot. Maybe they would have done better with eight episodes or something, a different oh. format. Mm. I was very impressed with how graphic it was for a cable show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you expect this from HBO and Showtime and those kind of premium channels. But, you know, I did not expect to see bone, uh, like a compound <laughs> fracture snap back into one's leg um, on cable, for sure. Um, I thought the acting was great. I yeah. thought, you know, there is a lot that I was missing. So maybe that is um, why the episodes are so long. There might be certain things that I just don't get living in L.A. I mean, obviously, it's very far from Minnesota. There mm-hmm. might be inside jokes. Um, it's also 2006. 2007, yeah. so... Yeah. True, yeah, and there might be some throwback things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, maybe watching it again would, would bring something else out. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, there's definitely a, a lot of different aspects of the show. It's a dark show, obviously, but it's got a lot of comedy in it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Keen Peel bring a lot to it. I love He's got Peele. some... Intense sock game yeah. in this episode, in particular. <laughs> um, you know, but like things that I initially was like, what are they talking about with the, you know, the rabbit, the fox, and the cabbage? Mm-hmm. When they kind of went over it again, it sort of clicked that because Lester got that, he was, it showed that he was smarter than them. And it kind of made a hierarchy, you know, they're obviously at the low, then Lester warns clearly above everybody. Um, Salverson, obviously at the top. Um, Bob Odenkirk, clearly not as high. Um, so you know, there's a lot of things that I feel like I missed just having this initial run through. But I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. So you're definitely going back and watching it again. I'd Is like to. I'd like to. If, the, if I had infinite time, I would Do watch it. Do you have it. 20 hours that are <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to watch uh, 10 A little bit over 20 hours, yeah. actually. Um, before I share my opinion, uh, every episode we've sort of been breaking down the title, and we haven't done that yet. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Tell me, so, what's Morton's Fork? Uh, Morton's Fork is a logical <laughs> dilemma in which people are faced with two equally bad options. We saw this in the last episode when Lester knew that Lorne was inside the shop. So it was either him dying or his wife dying. Right. Uh, and we also saw this at other points in the episode. Um, it continues saying, you could think of it as being between the devil and the deep blue sea, as the saying goes. Unless the victim of the dilemma manages to find an exception, the outcome of the situation will most will probably be undesirable, as there could be no good outcome from any choice the victim is faced with. So, I mean, it's a theme. It's like the lesser of two evils. It's a theme that has been running throughout this entire episode, and and what a great way to end the show. You know, Lester has been faced with choices this entire time. It's either he goes down or someone else goes down. And nine times out of ten, he's chosen the other person to go down. Right. Um, So I get it. Full circle, people. Uh, As far (laughs) as the show, um, I did like the acting. I loved the writing. I thought it was very slow. Um, I think that I would have liked it better just as a viewer. Uh, We do view things differently since we're sitting on a panel. Mm -hmm. So maybe if I was just sitting at home, I think I would have enjoyed it better. I would have gotten to check out the little, you know, clues that they dropped in between and would have enjoyed the dialogue a little bit more because I think when you're watching it for just the big bang moments. Right. You lose what's in between. So I did like it, and I'm excited to see what they do with season two, whether it be a mini series format where there's going to be 
a whole different storyline next season mm-hmm. or they have a continuation of what has gone on in these sort of three towns that they've hit. Um, well, on that note, why don't we jump into predictions for next season? Yes. And now, you can start. Yeah. I thought you were going to start. Well, the only thing that I compare it to is American Horror Story because right. so that's... what would you like to see for next season? Um, Let's say that. I would like to see some of the characters return. Ah. Um, possibly as... Form? No. I'm hoping so some that... some of the actors returning. Sorry, the actors. Okay. Uh, I'm hoping that there is a different storyline. Still the same vibe, but maybe a murder in a different place. I don't know how it's going to quite work because the, the slowness of the dialogue is really what made this show. Mm-hmm. I think that we might run into like a CSI Miami situation. <laughs> but like, I mean, think about it. If this took place in Hollywood, Florida, like, you know... You don't know how how different would it be. Right. So I, I'd be curious to see. No, seriously. I feel like if it took place in Hollywood, Florida, have a lot more to do with meth. <laughs> oh yeah, but but I'm you know sorry, it's, Florida. It, it just I, I'm curious to see what happens to it because I do think that people are loving this show. There are diehard fans on the internet. I know, uh, just like crazy about this. So I know that it's coming back. Um, I'm excited to see what's to come. Okay. What about you, JB? I. Agree and disagree. I would like to see it come back. Um, I think what gives this show its most interest is that it's so different. Um, Fargo is a place I've never been before, but I assume it's similar to how they portray it. Um, And it's interesting. I like the... Fargo's in North Dakota. (laughs) Yeah, we can go. go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's... Interesting to see, you know, I love the how nice everybody is, um, how innocent and kind of naive uh, almost they are. Um, but I actually wouldn't like to see the same characters. I feel like, okay. you know, over these ten episodes, we've kind of gotten all that they've got to offer. And I'd love to see more of, you compared it to True Detective, mm-hmm. that format and just more shenanigans in a different um, sort of north town, if you will. Okay. Okay. Sarah? I pretty much completely agree with JB. (laughs) You have no opinion. (laughs) No, I do. I do. I I liked the actors, although I I don't I don't think there's anywhere for the characters to go. There's nothing I was like except for what happened in seventy nine. I'm not like You don't want to see the baby and Greta grow up to be part of the police force. No. Remember when you thought Greta was gonna do some like amazing yeah, thing and she didn't. She, she was just there, you know? So she just got a haircut. Yeah, she, <laughs> that was her big moment, right. So I mean, no, I just don't think, like, anything, but obviously the writers can probably think of crazy things that they can do. I just, in my mind, I can't wrap my head around something that I would want to see them do. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing certain actors, like, obviously Billy Bob Thornton, I could watch all day Mm -hmm. doing whatever, you know. Adam Kaufman. True story. Um, Adam Goldberg, yes. Whatever his name is. I could see him back doing anything. Adam Kaufman. Um, I'm not sure. That's somebody I work with. <laughs> someone you dated? Okay. Um, I don't know. No, it's definitely one of your I work Tinder with. matches. On that note, no, <laughs> no. But Moving that, right along, <laughs> Sarah. But I mean, you that's, jerk. that's really it. I I would like to see it in a different form, but I don't think I don't think it's like American Horror Story where they can take the same actors and really go like in a whole different 
direction. I guess we'll have to see. I mean, don't get me wrong. Throughout this entire season, I have enjoyed all the actors. I think the yeah, writing has amazing. been very interesting. The, just the storyline for me is not interesting enough to keep my attention. Yes. That is just my biggest complaint with it. That being said, for next season, you know, both the movie and this season, season one, have taken place in Minnesota in small towns. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something to be said about the people in Minnesota and their attitudes about life and, you know, the slow-paced lifestyle and their sunny disposition on things. Trusting. Um, it's very <laughs> trusting, you know, leave your doors unlocked kind of towns. Mm-hmm. Um, where if you moved outside of a Midwestern town like the Bemidji or the other towns that we saw throughout the season, um, you might not get the same type of story that's being told. Right. So, you know, it leads some, leaves something to be desired as to whether or not they're going to keep it in Minnesota or whether or not they're going to continue with the same actors and maybe just continue break off into a different storyline that maybe they explored and didn't tell or, Mm -hmm. you know, start somewhere else, maybe go back to 79 and tell us about Lou. I mean, who knows? But I would very much like to see, you know, the actors, some of the actors come back. Maybe not necessarily in the same story, Mm -hmm. but I think that's probably where it should live Mm -hmm. if you want to continue to tell the same type of story. I have one other thing to say. No, I, no one cares. <laughs> ah, come what on. I think, too, it would be hard next season in general because with this first season, it was they had the movie to draw from, and there were so many times where like everyone was like, oh, this is just like the movie. Oh, and like I just think season two, I mean, there's not a Fargo movie, too. Like, there's... <laughs> I mean, and there's yeah. not a lot to, like, pull from either mm-hmm. that they haven't pulled from. So I just feel like it has to be something totally Maybe it'll be a completely different. different format. Yeah. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? It's a big mystery. It's a big yeah. mystery. Um, that was fun. That's our show, you guys. Yeah. We are Lovely. finally done. Why don't we go around the table and tell everyone where we can find you, Sarah? I am at Sarah on the go on Twitter, Sarah with an H, and SarahBear67 on Instagram. Bye. Nice. I am at JB underscore Zimmerman on both Twitter and Instagram. Perfect. I am at Jillian Leff on Twitter, at Julie Leff on Instagram. I also host The Fosters on Monday night at 7, and I just interviewed Jada Facer from ABC Family's Melissa and Joey, and that's up on the site right now. So if you're into that, check it out. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at you can call me Skiff. From everyone here at the AfterBuzz TV family, myself, Jillian Left, JB Zimmerman, Sarah Huggins, and Oriana Adam. Leo, who could not be here tonight. Don't step on my toes, Sarah. I will murder you. <laughs> um, Promise. We, yes. We want to thank you for joining us all season long. Yes for Fargo season one and we will hopefully see you next season for season two. Aw jeez you guys. Aw jeez you guys. Talk to you soon. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 